Episode 18 of our podcast, Stepping Stones, Practical Conversations on Relationship Evangelism. So this episode is a little bit different. We're actually going to review an outreach that we did as a church. Every year for pretty much the last 16 years, Living Hope has been involved in the New Freedom Fest. It's a big community event where food and music and Uh, different types of vendors show up, and we always have a space there. And we get involved and really have a heart to reach out to our neighbors and our community. So we have uh, something for the kids. We have a big slide, and we have two adults that uh, work work at the slide and um, help the kids to make their way without killing each other. And then we also have a, a message board. So we have something, a question written across the top, and we have a bunch of markers, and we usually have two Living Hope members stand by those, um, by that board and encourage people who are just walking around the New Freedom Fest to answer the question. And um, the question this year was, if you could change one thing about our world, what would you change? And actually, it was a great question for discussion. And a lot of people had silly things to say, but a lot of people had some more serious things. Um, I think if you go on the Living Hope uh, Facebook, you can actually see a picture of what it ended up looking like. And just hundreds of different answers Um, you know, lower taxes and more love and, you know, um, all kinds of different answers uh, that you can look it up and check it out. But one thing I wanted to do, especially as part of the podcast, is uh, get some feedback from the different volunteers who are a part of this. Um, Like I said, some of them just loved on kids and, you know, um, help them go up and down the slide and be safe. And some of them also engaged in conversations with people around this message board. So what I wanted to do now was I was able to get several of our volunteers to record a clip of an experience they had at that message board And we're going to share those with you now. So working the New Freedom Fest this year, I worked the slide. I helped kids get on and my oldest daughter, June, helped them get off. And in between all that, we watched them jump and laugh and play and just directed them in which way to go. I think that... Even though I didn't have the experience to talk to many grown-ups within that hour, I do know that I talked to many excited barefoot children. And whether I was given their name or a sentence about the fun morning that they were having or just being told how much they loved the slide, I received smiles and names from just about every one of them, which really brought me joy the energy that radiated from those little kids in me taking an extra second to introduce myself and learn their names, I hope that that gave the kids an open pass to return. And not just return to the slide, but to return 
back to events within their own churches or even open up the discussion within their home with their parents and siblings about church and joining a church and possibly even living hope. So I think I know that their excitement and their sweet joy showed me exactly why Jesus said, let the children come to me. It showed me God's hands at work. I met many parents, friends, and siblings, and even though I wasn't able to make connections with full-blown adult conversations, so to say, I hope that my interest in their little ones helped them remember that Living Hope Church has open arms and open hearts for all ages. And I can absolutely say that based on the waiting line and the laughter and the slap bracelets on many little wrists, I know that our church reached parents in ways that we don't even know yet that day. And I'm happy to say that I took part in that. Hey, everyone. This is Jacob Winograd. I wanted to share just a little experience or testimony, I guess, from the New Freedom Fest. Um, I was helping to man the table for, uh, or the, the board, the message board for a couple hours. And there were a lot of really good conversations and, and good answers people put up. But the first one that happened when I got there for the day was the most interesting. And I, uh, I, I, you know, I, I'd never done this before. I'd never, you know, volunteered for Living Hope at one of these things with the, with the board. So I came in and I, you know, the question being what was one thing you'd change about the world. And, you know, you, you don't ever expect your first one to be something spicy. I was, you know, expecting, so this, you know, young girl comes up and I'm expecting, um, I don't know, like a, I guess like a more general or cliche answer, but she writes with a smile on her face. And it was like, it was weird. Like she was being very sweet and nice, but she writes down, uh, the thing that she wants to have less of in the world. She says, we need less Jesus. And, draws a heart next to it and i was i was like is she joking or what's going on and i looked i was looking around me like am i, am I being pranked and so I, I but anyway i just tried to collect myself and like all right uh let me try to you know subvert their expectations and just have a conversation with them and i i asked her why she thought that and you know that we need less Jesus, what she meant by it, and she gave answers about how she thinks Christianity is harmful, and that uh, they they hate people, they hate gay people, they hate transgender people, they hate and, and judge minorities, and you know we need less religion and and Christianity in the world because it it hurts those people and it's not loving, and you know, I I didn't think it was you know, necessarily the time and place to have an argument about, you know, the exact things that she was pointing to, you know, in, in those topics. And instead, I wanted to focus on the character of Jesus, because I said, well, you said we need less Jesus. And I just find that interesting, because to me, Jesus is the greatest expression of love there is, because, yes, he says that, you know, you know, the Bible says that we have sinned and you know, there are consequences for that sin. But Jesus also, when he walked this earth, showed mercy to sinners, not just, and love to sinners, not just through what he did on the cross, but even in his life and ministry. And I shared the story of, you know, Jesus with the, you know, standing against the mob who wanted to stone the, uh, the adulterer. And, I, you know, I, I won't say that, you know, that you know, obviously didn't 
change her mind in one conversation. But it was, I thought, a uh, just an example of, you know, people are going to come at us and expect that, you know, if they say provocative things against Christianity or against Jesus, uh, that, that we're going to get into an argument with them. And I could tell I, you know, sort of subverted her expectations by instead trying to uh, just just gently, you know, offer a, a, a you know, thoughtful answer to that and to just point to that I think that Jesus is the greatest expression of love in 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 his expression of mercy towards sinners and and what he did did on the cross for us and offering us eternal life so you know all I can hope is that I planted a seed and that the Holy Spirit will water it and it'll bear fruit one day um, and and you know interactions like that uh, I think are going to happen a lot in the kind of you know culture and uh, times that we live in. And so we have to be prepared to answer those kind of things when they come up and, and not stumble and to, you know, speak confidently, but also not, you know, respond in anger. You know, we have to, I think maybe in those moments in body that turn the other cheek mindset and, uh, not take offense and just respond in love. And I, uh, thought and hope I did a good job of that and just thought that story might might be of interest to people. Um, it doesn't have a necessarily good ending uh, or bad ending, but it's a, a, a thought-provoking ending and an ending of hope. And I hope that, you know, if, if, if that's the way that uh, I can handle those sorts of things in the future, I hope that it does good for the kingdom of God and, and spreading the gospel in our communities. At the New Freedom Fest, I personally had the opportunity to share this with about 15 to 20 people. The most memorable of these was a group of four boys who had just lost a friend to suicide. When they told me that, I told them I had something I had to share with them. They came over to the table and each made a bracelet while I explained each step of the gospel presentation. They were riveted on the message and all of them listened intently. After they had finished the bracelet, I told them, At any time that you understand this message of the gospel and believe it, you can pray to God and ask Him to save you. If you go to Him and tell Him that you believe that you have sinned and that you are sorry for offending Him, and then tell Him that you believe that Jesus died to pay the penalty for your sin, He will save you and you can begin a relationship with Him. The Bible tells us, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. All of the boys left the table thanking me for sharing the gospel with them. Another young lady came to the table and I shared the same story with her as I did with the group of boys. When we got to the white bead and talked about the fact that anyone could be forgiven because Jesus shed his own blood, suffering the penalty that we actually deserve, she said, that is so cool. After finishing the bracelet, I asked if she had ever heard that message before, and she said she had not. She had never heard it before. I invited her to come to Living Hope and to learn more. After spending... After spending several hours at the New Freedom Fest and having the opportunity to share the gospel with so many people and seeing how open they were, it reminded me of a passage in the book of Matthew where the Bible says, 
When Jesus saw the crowds, he had compassion on them, because they were like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send our to send out laborers into his harvest. Living Hope Church, let's pray that God will use us to be those laborers. One person I wanted to mention is Lois Lindemann from our church. Um, she is passionate about reaching out to people in this way, and she was able to volunteer at the New Freedom Fest, and she said it was a highlight for her. Uh, she really loved the question. I'm kind of summarizing the response she gave to me that... Um, fathers were were really into discussing with her the question we had on the message board um she just appreciated being a friendly face and um connected with a husband and a wife um there were just several ways that she said in that hour that she spent uh doing the message board that people were able to um connect with her and enjoy the discussion. And um, I think she was able to even point a few people to the fact that we're Living Hope Church and that's why we're here. And so more people know that we're a church that meets at the Y. So yeah, I just wanted to make sure to uh, thank Lois for her participation. And um, I know she's passionate about this kind of outreach. So thank you, Lois. I was there for several hours also. So I did want to mention one or two interactions I had that uh, were very encouraging to me. Um, one was a young man named Neo, like Neo from The Matrix. And he actually wrote something that um, I was pretty sure he put it up there to kind of needle us a little bit. Um, he wrote something about uh, LGBTQ love or something like that. And he knew it was a church and he knew, you know, that that answer might be kind of uh, controversial. But instead of, you know, wagging my finger at him or reacting, I actually kind of looked at him and called him on it. I was like, you put that up there to just kind of get a rise out of us, didn't you? And he laughed. And actually, that was kind of a funny way to just start a conversation with him and then ask him, you know, so what do you mean by that? And he went on to talk more. Um, and then he actually got into some of his experience. Uh, he was a kid that went to youth group at church, and he shared some experiences he had had growing up. And um, one experience, which was uh, why he had stopped being a Christian. Um, and it was actually pretty sad because he had had an experience at a retreat and it was a high mountaintop spiritual experience. And then he came home from that and really felt the opposite. Um, felt empty and like it was meaningless and, um, it just turned him off to Christianity. And I, uh, was able to take that opportunity to sort of talk to him about the difference between just, a religion totally about experience and a religion that has foundations in the Bible and the person of God and in uh, relationship and, you know, all the richness of Christianity as opposed to just sort of a mystical experience, which all different religions have and don't necessarily mean you're having a real experience 
with God. So that's kind of where we left it. Um, but we had some books we were giving out and I was able to suggest to him to take one, uh, more than a carpenter by, uh, Josh McDowell is, is a book that talks a lot about who Jesus was and in a more factual and, um, you know, historical way, and I think was actually a really good resource for a young man who had been let down by experience of God to read something with more substance to it. So, yeah, that was that was one experience I had at the message board, um, along with these others that we shared, and along with others that we haven't even been able to share with you. Uh, I think New Freedom Fest was a huge blessing. Um, it in, continues to inspire me that when people share things uh, from their hearts that maybe uh, are not even you know, the right answers or maybe questioning Christianity or challenging us on a certain aspect, I am uh, inspired that if that person was bold enough to write that on a message board to us, then... Um, they probably do want to have a conversation about it. So it just it just stirred me up to say, you know, what we get to do here in one day at living at uh, New Freedom Fest is really lived out in our day to day lives in um, asking questions and having good conversations with people. Maybe even hearing their answers that are not, you know, the the right answers to questions about God or faith or church. And just listening to them, uh, giving them a chance to process and being there through that with them. Um, I learned a lot of that from New Freedom Fest this year, and it was really encouraging. And um, yeah, next year we're going to do it again. So we'd love to have people come back out. But um, even more than doing like these one day outreach things, I really just wanted to encourage you at Living Hope that there are a lot of hungry people out there that are willing to have deep conversations, even in just five minutes at a message board, all the more um, can your neighbor or your coworker or a, a classmate or a friend be someone that you can get into a, a spiritual conversation with and maybe get to your testimony, get to sharing uh, what is the answer for the hope that's in you. And um I got a lot of that at a, at a New Freedom Fest. So that's really the episode is just uh, sharing our experience at New Freedom Fest, hopefully encouraging you that Living Hope is reaching out and uh, that you also can reach out in, in your day-to-day lives. So that's it. Thank you, and uh, we'll see you next time.